Welcome to Inclusion Matters, produced by the Center for Inclusive Child Care, aka the CICC. We're located at inclusivechildcare.org. Welcome to Inclusion Matters, a podcast of the Center for Inclusive Child Care. I'm Cindy Croft, Executive Director of the Center, and I'm here with two of my colleagues, Priscilla Weigel, our Assistant Director. Welcome, Priscilla. Hi, Cindy. Glad to be here. And we're so excited because we have a colleague working with us now, Elizabeth Menega, who is our um, Relationship-Based Professional Development Manager, and she heads up our Infant Toddler Specialist Network Program. Hi, Beth. Hi, Cindy and Priscilla. Great to be here. And we have had Beth on our podcast before, and uh, she's been a very popular guest. And so we want her to do some more, uh, maybe two or three or four more podcasts for us on the topic of infants and toddlers. And in particular, she's going to tackle something that comes up a lot. Mm -hmm. And many of you who are listening are going to think, wow, I've, I've really been hoping to have a little bit more information about this. And that's curriculum. And we know that in many states that have quality um, initiatives, that curriculum is something that's part of quality rating systems. And so it's sometimes unclear to child care providers just what curriculum should look like for infants and toddlers. Mm -hmm. So I know that you've got some information, and and so you're going to shed some light on it for us. And as Cindy said, truly, it is one of those things that's a big question mark for a lot of folks and a struggle to say, Maybe they're thinking they've planned one thing and, oh, check the box. But really, you're going to share with us, it's so much more than that. Yes. I think in order to start thinking about curriculum, um, I was looking at some work by Mary Jane McGuire Fong, and she really got me thinking about the beginning of our thinking has to start with how infants learn. Mm -hmm. So, um, and that uh, sometimes we think, uh, I'll just take what I do with preschoolers and simplify it. Yeah, <laughs> true. Because, yes, um, infants don't always have the same skills of putting ideas together or um, of self-regulation and those kinds of things. On the other hand, they're unique in that they really approach learning holistically in a way that the rest of us don't. Um, and in the book that I was looking at, um, Mary Jane quotes... Alison Gopnik, who's a brain researcher and an infant, writes about infants and toddlers, and especially infants and their development and learning. And she talks about the difference between adult learning and infant learning as like comparing a lantern, where an infant is looking at everything around them and taking mm-hmm. everything in, um, you know, all the details, everything they see and feel. They're using their senses like crazy, mm-hmm. um, as we know. And then adults really have become learners by spotlighting, focusing on things. They're like a spotlight or lantern or a flashlight, I mean, where they're focused in and they learn from focusing in. So um, we want to remember to approach that learning with infants totally holistically. Every experience, every moment, they're their brains are sorting through and finding mm-hmm. patterns. Mm-hmm. They're recognizing sounds. They're recognizing familiar things. They're building that repetition in their brain pathways. Um, but that's all new. Mm-hmm. So they are open to everything. Mm-hmm. It's like when they learn language, they can hear every sound of language yeah. before six months because their brain is wide open yeah. to hear all those things. And then it starts focusing in and they can't 
hear other languages after a while that they aren't exposed to because mm -hmm. the brain says, okay, now it's time to focus in and learn this one. That's what's happening with all their learning. Mm. Mm. That's so interesting. It yeah. Really yeah. And really, if that's one thing that some a listener takes away from this today, if that's the only thing, that can really be transformative when you're looking at your environment and what you're providing for the infants in your care. You're thinking about things differently than what we typically do as adults. We think, well, I'm going to set this up. I'm going to, we, we mm -hmm. do the spotlighting all the time. And so having providers understand, no, everything you do, mm -hmm. a reminder to is, I mean, maybe they know it, but it's just that nice reminder to say, everything you do is an experience that's going to be teaching that baby something. Yes, and you don't know what it is. You don't know and what it is. And it may be three things. They're learning, yeah, you know, they're learning, yeah. about, they're learning about what to expect in interactions with other people, mm -hmm. but they're also learning the sounds of language, and they're also sorting through some of those words. Yeah. So you don't know what they're taking, and you want to offer that, um, and you don't want to bombard them either. Right. Mm -hmm. right. So it's figuring out what do I offer in the different interactions and everything I'm doing that recognizes that holistic learning. Mm -hmm. And the other side of it is sometimes I think people assume that babies are passive, Mm -hmm. They're just, and and old beliefs about learning in humans were that, oh, we're just empty vessels. You just dump the information in and, and we passively take it in. Well, we know that's not true, but sometimes I think we forget that with babies mm -hmm. because they don't yet have the control over their bodies and they haven't done all that mental sorting to communicate the same ways we can. Mm -hmm. So even though we know more and more about how infants really understand a lot, they can't express that back to us. Mm -hmm. So we assume, oh, they're, they're not paying attention, or oh, they're not feeling those feelings. Yeah. We've talked about that in other podcasts. Oh, they're not noticing. Um, yes, they are. Yeah. And they're active. They're active. Now, each child's temperament is going to play a part, but they're interacting. Mm -hmm. They're trying to figure out. They're trying to get everything under control. Yeah. You know, all their muscles, their ability to express um, with their facial muscles and then start to use language. But their fingers, which they're going to use mm -hmm. to explore, their feet. Yeah. Um, you know, how do they control those movements? All those things, they're trying to manage that. But they're, they're putting it out there. Yeah. You know, yeah. and what happens when I do this? What happens when I move this finger? What mm -hmm. happens when I wave my leg in the air? All those things. So mm -hmm. that's another thing I think we forget is that they are partners yeah. from the beginning. And I, <clears throat> I don't want to go off on this, but we have done podcasts and people can search for it if they want to on screen time. And, um, and if any of the providers listening wanted to share this with parents, I think this is a nice reminder about um, sometimes with the background noise that may be on, we think, well, if that's, you know, that that's not going to hurt anything. But in fact, as you're saying, <clears throat> infants are taking it all in. And, mm -hmm. and we need to be mindful of what's going on around us and around that little one. Mm -hmm. And you're, you're reinforcing that with, with what you're saying. Mm -hmm. I appreciate yes. that. Mm -hmm. And to, to piggyback <clears throat> on that and go back to the infant learning, it's... The interactive is so important, which is why screen time for infants especially is not valuable because it's not going to be interactive where they're going to be able to do that serve in return, right. which we talked about in the language podcast, if you yeah. go back to that, um, which is so important. Well, all of their interactions with the world are kind of serve in return. They do something and they see what happens. Yeah. So it's that give and take that's so critical for them in mm -hmm. learning, um, which is... A big reason why, of course, they're 
vulnerable and they can't control their bodies and all those things are a reason why our relationships are so important. But this other side is why relationships are so important. They interact with us. They see how we respond. They learn, again, as I said, about relationships, about how you interact with others, but all the other things that comes with that. What happens in the world when I make this movement? Oh, that happens. Let's see if it happens again. Um, And as they control their... um, even their um, reflexive responses more and their emotions, we help them regulate those. They learn that I can rely on somebody else to help me calm down, yeah. to help me go to sleep, but also to help me be interested, like mm-hmm. that joint attention yeah. in objects, um, and be excited about what I'm learning and mm-hmm. describe what I'm learning. Um, so I just wanted to say, maybe talk about what kinds of things they're learning a little bit, and then we'll be done for this podcast. Mm -hmm. Great. So um, for those of us in early childhood, we love Jean Piaget, Mm -hmm. and he talks about three types of learning. So as infants are taking all of this in and they're sorting and finding patterns, they're looking at kind of three different things in their world. So they're figuring out about the physical world, and that's the properties of things, um, both from touch, you know, that initial touch, um, and um, sensory interaction. So when we're thinking about curriculum, we'll talk about this again. Think about sensory input. Mm -hmm. Um, For those very young infants, I think sometimes people forget they're interacting very much with their senses. Um, So what are opportunities we can provide? So keep that in mind. Um, And how can they interact in different kinds of objects? And then as they start to be mobile, interact in space. Um, and how are they interacting in space? And then there's the more like logical, mathematical ideas like number, shape, spatial relationships. And the third type of learning is the social learning. Mm-hmm. And that comes in those interactions with others. Mm-hmm. Um, so all those three things are going on. And like I said, they can happen all in one interaction easily because those infants, they have their lantern on. Yeah, they do. And they might be sitting in the middle of the room in a family child care, and their eyes are watching all the other kids, seeing what they're doing, and at the same time they might be holding that object and exploring that with their mouth, and also watching for that adult who's their predictable person that they trust to calm them. So much going on and so much learning. Yes. That's rich. That's rich. exciting. Yeah, very exciting. Well, thank you, Beth. Uh, for those who are listening, we're inviting Beth back to do a uh, some podcasts after this and our podcasts come out every other week in our e-update if you're a subscriber then you know that you get um you get them through the uh whatever subscription uh process that you're using so thank you both for being here pleasure thank you that's all for now see you next time